You're listening to the Bags and Platt Podcast. Welcome to the Bags and Platt Podcast. It is December 2nd, 2020. The year can't end soon enough. Happy December. Bags, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's uh, it's still hanging on weather-wise. Uh, playing golf tomorrow. So it's not officially just the you know the frozen tundra that we're used to in December, and I'd like to hear more about what you're doing and what you did because it sounds a lot better than anyone living up here. So I spent the month of November in Florida on the West Coast in Naples with my in-laws. I played golf twice a week, played some tennis, lived the outdoor life, and. I mean, Bags, you've you've known me since I was five. I'm a warm weather guy, and I'm really starting to question why I live up here. I know you're playing golf tomorrow. I know the weather is still okay, if you want to call it that. I think it was 36 degrees today, but man, okay. I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, we're missing out. Like the quality. First of all, it's like a different country down there right now with COVID. Like I, we landed in Westchester, and there were eight National Guard troops when we landed. It was like the military lockdown. You go down to Florida, people are working out in gyms, no masks on. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but played golf a ton. I'm convinced I could get down to a five or six if I live down there. The golf game is getting strong. Now tell me about the tennis because, uh, you know, that, 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 that involves running. I don't know if me and you have played since more Pergo's backyard match. Um, <laughs> when we slipped on the acorns and broke do, our Do you our, remember our that court? It was just, it was just. In, it, for some time. Girl. And then it, then it became a shit show. Yeah. It's like, if you have a tennis court, it means you're never going to play tennis again. And it's like having a pool. But so, um, that, that, that's interesting. You got a little uh, carb, carb workout with the tennis. Yeah. So the big sport down there right now, and some of it's age appropriate, but it's exploding everywhere is pickleball. And it, it I, 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 by the way, I love pickle, and as you can probably think, I'm really, really good. I, well, it's like ping pong standing up more, moving around a little bit more. I think is <laughs> yeah. I, I only watched it. So obviously, down in Florida, you have a big retirement community. You have a lot of older people, so less cardio, the better to an extent, and not having to run and play singles or even doubles tennis. They love pick a pickleball, and it is so immensely popular down there. So I don't know anything about it, but there's all different rules. I was trying to watch these people play and pick it up and learn it. Uh, it seems like I need an instruction guide to play. But, but dude, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now. A lot of the listeners to this show get get a get a text from me once a week or twice a month um, on a pickle pickle thread. Uh, I have three friends that all listen to the show that have courts in their driveways now. It's very like it's very inexpensive to put a uh, court in your driveway. Not only is it fun, like you said, you're not driving yourself into a wall. It's not you know it, it's doubles, so you're not. I mean, I'm, I'm actually like diving still because I have a problem. You, you would love this in your yard. And not to mention, you know, I know I like to get the rover back involved, but you can actually do this with your wife as well. It's actually a game you can play, you know, not just with your buddies. You can play with her, your wife and you can play with Ella. Ella would love it. it it's, honestly, it's honestly one of my favorite games right now because it's just so easy to go and you can go to a public court. I live around the corner from a, uh, my town pool and tennis courts. Every single day pot for the past two years, there's chairs lined up, and these old antiques get out there and play every single day. So it's not like, you know, it's an expensive hobby. It's not, you know, you got to go to, a, it's not like going to a golf course, checking in. It's the whole day. You're in and out in like an hour of play, and it's really good. I mean, it's healthy, obviously, but I, I just, I love it. And, and, it helps us on, at our age at 45 compete in a different like style. You know what I mean? Like me and you can rely on our athletic athleticism and we don't need lessons. You know what I mean? Me, like, but he, me and you would not, we, me and you would not lose. But bags, here's my question. Why are there different rules? Like why it, it seems like a completely different sport in terms of 
how they keep score. You have to be standing in whatever it's called, the bucket, the funnel. I don't know what it's called. Like I was trying to watch it's some called, of the rules. It's called, it's called the kitchen. You can't go into the, into the kitchen. So basically, if I'm playing against you two on two, I serve first and I serve to the left box and you return it. You cannot hit the ball back on the return in the air. You have to let it bounce. You play to 21, and you can only score on your serve. So it's kind of like got that volleyball thing to it. Right, right, and, right. And um, it just it, it just flows, dude. It's just and, and and most people can play it, even if you really you know if you fail gym, you can still play this game. You know. <laughs> Well, I'm going to make a commitment. I got to start. You would love it. And I think you should go online after our show today and get what my friends did. My driveway, I measured it out. It was was a few short um, uh, feet in width. But I still might put one in just because it's fun and the kids can have fun. And, like, you know, it's just you would really love it. Put it that way. I know you well enough. No, I, 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 after watching it, I was super interested, and I know people who play and they love it, and they speak Did to the workout. Did you hit one yet? Did you hit a ball yet? It's like a no, wiffle ball. I, yeah, I saw it. I, I haven't tried it yet, and after playing an hour worth hours worth of tennis, like I needed uh, my. You know that feeling when you're younger and your lungs are like on fire. My lungs were yeah. on fire, and I was like, maybe singles tennis is not it for me anymore. Like, it's double, just double. Yeah, you need to play doubles, but it's, I don't know, the whole working out thing, like, I enjoy the tennis part of it because I can be, it's like going to, like, you're, you're drenched. Like, I get off, I go on the Peloton bike, and I got some hot girl talking, and I'm like, I can't get into it. Like, it's just a different, I don't know, playing real sports, as you know, it's a different workout. So You know I gotta, why, Platt? Because you can never take away your competitive nature. Okay, because yes. if you go out there and play paddle, you are going to go back 30 years until... You know, you, you were a kid again, and you want to fucking win. That's what that's what happens to me out there. Like you know, uh, they tell they tell me I'm I, I get I get almost every ball because there's only one way for us. We only know one way. I'm I'm gonna try to win, and I'm gonna do everything I can to do it. So this kind of brings it back where it's, it's legitimate because in a tennis match, if you get somebody that's in better shape. And, and can play a little bit of tennis, they're going to beat someone in, in, who's not in as good a shape and who's not as, uh, as athletic. Paddle ball eliminates all that. It's, it's just it's a, it's a fair ground. Everybody, everybody can hit a, ball, a whistle ball over a net. So it's really just a matter of fact of, of, of being competitive. Um, you know, I play lefty and right because I don't like my backhand so much. Like of you course. can get away with that. You know what I mean? Of course, but the fact you're Mr. that it's exploding, Athlete. I want the Platinum resident to host of a pickleball this summer. Can I get All that? Right. You got that. You got that. All Maybe right. we'll, I mean, we'll you live got, stream you got, it. You got a putting green. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll work on the pickleball court. All right, so, sure. Sure. I'll so send back. you the link. So now I'm back in New York. I I was on a, a flight back on Sunday. Uh, with my nine-month-old, so you can just imagine I'm walking the aisles trying to get her to sleep, and then I'm on JetBlue, so any chance I get, I'm peeking at the NFL games, seeing who's got it. First of all, JetBlue, here, here's a memo for you. You need to have red zone on the plane. It needs to be an, an offer, an option. It has to be on the plane. You can't just make me watch CBS and Fox and just the Jets and the Giants when I'm used to watching red zone at home. Like why JetBlue doesn't have that option? That is a a disgrace, Platt, because soccer games, my kids' games, I love my kids' games, but when there's a stop at halftime or or my kids are not actually in the game, my red zone is on my phone. So the fact that an an airline, and that's like with the Fios or Optimum app that you probably have. If you don't, you need it. Um, The fact that a a major airline and their hub is uh, in, in JFK, that they don't have the red zone, that you're watching commercials, that's, that's BS. Agreed. So I, I, was, I was getting snippets of, of the games, and obviously I was trying to watch both because my Dolphins were playing the Jets, and I got to keep, I, I <laughs> did got you to work keep at, it up. Did, did, did you work the two TVs since uh, your daughter can't watch it yet? 
Well, I was working the two TVs, and then when I was walking up and down the aisles, I would walk slowly just so I could try to watch some of the plays on the games. And I did get a chance. That's why Jeff flew to Fort Myers, too, and I'm a a TV uh, um, dealer. Yeah, well, you probably try to bring the rover on the freaking plane knowing you. But it was uh, – I did get to watch both games, and here the Giants are now sitting in first place, (laughs) which is kind of unbelievable to say. And, and I understand it's, you know, it's because they beat the Washington Football Club twice. Uh, but here we are, and they're leading the NFC East right now. And I got to tell you, I know Daniel Jones got hurt in that game, and I don't know how long he's going to be out right now. But it was an ugly win. And I know Burroughs wasn't playing, and I know they were in Cincy. And I don't care if Daniel Jones played that whole game or not, but they were one – turnover away at the end from blowing that game and can you imagine if they would have lost to the Bengals without Burroughs you know I'm I'm, kind of like in the middle of the road about this whole season like in the beginning I was like okay we got a shot at Lawrence we're not going anywhere this year Barkley's out we don't have you know we don't have really good talent Tate was uh, suspended we don't have a shot to win a Super Bowl. So it's kind of like I'm in the middle of the street. We're saying, okay, winning a division title and playing, playing football, uh, meaningful football after Thanksgiving is always what you want. But I'm not sure I want to even see these guys or have them get rewarded for being such a shitty team. Um, I actually have some positive things to say today about the organization. Let's hear it. I feel like I, I feel like they're moving forward, and Judge actually has his grip on the football team. I don't see that with the Jets, which is probably pretty obvious, Platt. But I, I I feel like, although like you know, I don't care if they make the playoffs or not. I do see, I do see a step in the right direction where, you know, people are playing hard. The coaches is, is uh, are holding people accountable. Um, for mistakes, and for the first time, you know, you want to get excited, but, you know, it doesn't mean they're going to win the rest of their games or they're going to get to seven wins or eight wins. It's just a, it's, it's a weird way to be as a fan right now, but I feel like the Jets are just, and I'll stick to the Giants, actually. I feel like the Giants are just in a better, better situation which has been the case mostly in, in the last 50 years, Giants over Jets. But they, it, 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 I, I just can't see myself celebrating a division title at six or seven wins. It's kind of like, you know what I mean? Yes, but at the same time, to be playing meaningful games, regardless of if they have four wins or two wins or six wins, I think it's great for Daniel Jones. It's great for the team because then you figure next year or the year after, they will have been through fighting for a division title, regardless of what their record is. And I know it's a joke. But at the same time, I think this is a great learning experience for them. And someone's got to win this division. I know we've been saying it since like week one, it seems like. But somebody has to win the NFC East. And I, I think now it's going to come down to the Giants or Washington. And the one thing I will say is, you know, Washington played a very bad Cowboys football team. But Washington's defensive line is oh, outstanding. Them, that is, I mean, you got four guys who are pretty much, you know, top 10 picks outside of Sweat who could have been. Uh, that, that's a great defensive line. And if Alex Smith can steady the ship there and continue to play how he's doing, Washington is going to be right there with the Giants if Daniel Jones comes back healthy. Because if, 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 if Colt's your quarterback for the next three or four games, the Giants are in trouble. They're not winning that game going in the yeah, Seattle I mean, with him. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so they're four and seven at the top with the Giants. The Redskins have, you know, a, 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 like I think that they're a legitimate defensive team. Like they have a they have a better defense than anyone in that division. I'll be, you know, that that's um, put it this way: points against two forty three. The next person's two fifty three. Dallas is let up three fifty nine. Dallas actually has let up 359 points, Platt. As I'm looking at my post, because you know I love the post, that's the most in the league. 359. I mean, Jerry Jones' blood must be boiling 
he's got to just be beside himself right now. You know, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because before the show, I was thinking about the, uh, the topic she sent. And no matter how you, no matter how you say it, I'm watching the uh, Steelers right now. It all starts from the top. Okay. Now the Giants and the Eagles have three Super Bowls between them in the last, you know, 15 years. The Cowboys have not won a Super Bowl since 1995. It's 2020. Okay. Platt, we're talking 35 years. And you're the Dallas Cowboys. And every year you get this, this, this unsolicited hype that you're like supposed to be good. They, they're never going to be good with Jerry Jones. And this whole Prescott thing, and this year's all, 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 all effed up. But it brought, me to, it brought me to look at this game. Mike Tomlin has two Super Bowls, Platt, and he has not had a losing season. You go he, look at the Giants and the Jets and the Cowboys, they have losing seasons that, that, that in the past six, seven years in a row. Imagine not having a losing, se- losing season. The Rooneys run a great program. All, Andy Reid and the Chiefs are, have a great program thing. Even the Ravens, it starts from the top and it starts with your coach. And the fact that Dallas is still Dallas Cowboys, you haven't won a Super Bowl or been relevant. I don't think you've won more than one playoff game in 35 years. So it really, uh, it made me, when I saw Tomlin today, I'm like, wow, he really doesn't have a freaking losing season. And he's like the third or fourth coach in franchise history. We've had three in five years. Well, <laughs> you know what I so, mean? Like, it just shows you. And, and with all sports and all teams that we'll talk about today, it starts from the top. So Tomlin, in probably the most underrated coach of the last 10 to 12 years in the NFL. and couldn't agree more. Like, it doesn't, he's not in the news. You don't hear PR and press, but he just goes about his business. He's an old school football guy. He gets the job done. And like, really look at that team. There's not a ton of talent. Like, they're good. Don't get me wrong. But like, Roethlisberger is the same age as what, Eli at this point? And Phillip Rivers? Great point, I was going to bring up Eli Rivers. And Roethlisberger in the same draft, only two are still playing. You know, I'm an Eli guy. Yeah, but you're so, right. Getting back, getting back to Pittsburgh, it's, it's, they have receivers out of the, out of out of you know what, everywhere. All of a sudden, Claypool is one of the best receivers in the, in the game. It was undrafted and out of Notre Dame. Yeah, he he's they done. get players. We're, we're not getting players to this city in every sport except for baseball. Yes. The, the, the one thing I will say, bringing it back to the Giants and the Jets, I think both franchises dodged a bullet not hiring Mike McCarthy because I know it's his first year in Dallas, but he doesn't seem to have control of that team. And I know that from what I've read and I've heard, the same kind of situation was playing out in Green Bay. And I know he won a Super Bowl there, but at the same time, it seems like he doesn't have control of his locker room and of his team, and that creates huge problems. Now, as a Jets fan, I think you would say, well, is he that much worse than Adam Gase? And the answer is probably not. What I can't understand, Bags, and I want your take on this is, why haven't the Jets fired Gase at this point? He's not going to be there next year. He's done a horrible job this year. His press conferences are borderline embarrassing, and the team has no wins. And there are other franchises and other teams and other coaches who have gotten fired in week three or week four. And Patricia in, in Detroit, other coaches have been let go for better starts. I mean, why why is Johnson holding on the gates right now? Like, I don't comprehend the mentality behind it. Flat, if you were if, if you were a fan of the Jets, would it bother you that Woody Johnson took an ambassador role? And works and lives in Europe. Would that would, would, would is is that something that's mind boggling or is that normal for an owner to say, "Hey, Chris, uh, you know we're loaded. We own Johnson and Johnson. I'm going to take this ambassador role, and can you just watch over my Jets?" <laughs> they, I like, mean, I, flat, honestly, bizarre. you think the Rooneys? As I'm watching the Steelers, I'm all over the Steelers today. By the way. If I'm watching the Steelers play, do you think the Rooney family, the Rooney family, or the Mara family, for that 
would actually move your move your residence to another country when you're you're in charge of one of the most you know you're, this is a New York football franchise. How could you just say, oh, you know what? Uh, and by the way, you have the most money in the world. Why do you go to Europe and then have a fan base that's so so passionate about their team and and they've been through the, the they've been through the ringer. They haven't won a Super Bowl in 50 plus years. What about your owner just walking out and going to Europe to be an ambassador? That, that, that doesn't mean your priority is your team or your fan base. So that's what boggles my mind. Yeah, I mean, the, everything from top to bottom. And your boy Trevor Lawrence. Has it ever is, been this bad, Platt? Was it like growing up? Do you remember? It was either like one of the other teams was okay. It's never oh. been this bad six or seven years flat, as far as I I can remember. I remember the paper bags was like really no, But the Jets were entertaining. I mean, even when they didn't have a good record, you had Gastineau and Klecko and and uh, and and Toon and Walker. Like you always had yeah. some something yeah. to look Toon and forward Walker, to. Great pulls, Mickey Schuler, Freeman yeah. McNeil, Ken O'Brien. Yes, you're absolutely you're absolutely right, Platt. Even Aaron Glenn was a good defensive back. James Hasty, you can go on and on, but this team has no one. And, and I'll say it again: What jersey are you buying? Well, <laughs> I, I think Will Hanukkah, Platt. What jersey <laughs> you want for Hanukkah? <laughs> Look, I think I think the kid from Bama. I think Williams is 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 having a good season, and I think Becton, who they drafted this year on the O line. It has a lot of potential, but outside of those two guys, I don't. I mean, I was listening to the pregame, and they're like, "Oh, it's the first time the Jets have all three wide receivers healthy." And I'm like, "And like, what? They're like, is Calvin Johnson walking through the tunnel? Am I missing? Like, did you see the win loss column? <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. And you know, whether he, whether it's all on the quarterback or not it's not all on him but he also looks lost and Adam Gase is supposed to be a quarterback whisperer and he hasn't got the job done so the fact that he's still coaching this team I mean if I'm a player on the Jets it's like give the team the Greg Williams at this point for the rest of the season let him see what he you can know, do you know, so yeah so you did ask me that you did ask me that question why Gase is still here I have zero clue besides what I mentioned before about the ambassador role why does he still have a job when his players, first of all, there's no way they respect him. How do you go to work in, on, on Sunday morning and Monday morning and, and, and you're 0-10 and, and you, you play with no passion? How, how do you actually have a locker room? A change, you know, change is good. Everyone always says, you know, sometimes a change can be good. What if Greg Williams did take over or one of the other assistants? Uh, not to go back to Clemson, but we fired Terry Bowden and found a receivers coach named Dabo Sweeney, who became this legendary figure now. Like, you've got to make a change sometimes, and and the Jets just need to give somebody else a shot. Well, I think Judge, well, ha- I think Judge has earned his job. I really do, even though they're four and seven. But I mean, you mentioned McCarthy before. They're three and seven. They're one game out of first. What if Dallas goes on a three-game run? True. You know? I I just look at it, and I'm like, if I'm a Jets fan right now, because a, a lot of our boys are from Would Colorado. McCarthy be your guy? Uh, no. If it, was I last mean, year, if, if it was last year, would McCarthy be your guy? Because I, I, I would agree with you if you say yes, just because of the resume. Because you I can't keep passing up with, with, with these hires, dude. No, you no can't. Sense. They, they, the Miami Dolphins fired your coach, and a year later you took right, and and you're winless, and you're you're in this position. I just think that with an eye on the future, and you're talking about making a change. You know, odds are most likely you're going to have the number one pick, and you're going to take Trevor Lawrence to be your future quarterback. So why don't you start now with? planting the seed as to where you want to go with the franchise. Maybe you can't be an ambassador to another country and living overseas to do this, but you know, start to bring in Greg Williams or another assistant, say we want to write the ship, we have, an, we have a vision of where we want to take this franchise moving forward, we thank Adam Gates for his time, however, we're moving in another direction, 
you know, at least get the fan base to start thinking that you understand what's going on here and how bad this team is. And if you like, not for nothing, if you're just going to take this team as is and bring in Trevor Lawrence next year, you might win one or two games, but that kid's going to get killed. I mean, their old line outside of Becton is horrible. They have Frank Gore, who's our age, running the ball right now, and he he had a pretty good game. But like, come on, like they're not going to be that much better. And I know he's super talented, and I'm a huge fan of his. But like, you got to set this organization up in a different way moving forward. Plot, do you think it's one of those things where um, if if they fire Gates and bring somebody in, that's that's better? and can maybe win a few games, then you risk the loss of Trevor Lawrence, which is, in my mind, a monumental loss. Are they just letting this guy hang around because it, 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 looks, it looks apparent that he, he's not going to win a game? So with Jacksonville at one win, if they bring in some guy to spark this season, True. you're looking at losing. You're looking at losing. And I, and, I, and I wonder if this is the, the mindset in the, in, the, in the organization. If you bring in somebody that actually can get these guys to freaking play, you're losing a, a, a potential 10 to 12-year franchise quarterback that hasn't been this – he hasn't put – he hasn't looked this good or Jurassic hasn't looked this good since Andrew Luck. And you know where Luck got you. Luck was awesome. Yeah, unfortunately, no, very... his career ended early. But he, th- this is a no miss pick. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, Platt, Yeah, it doesn't matter who's coaching. <laughs> Woody Johnson's in Europe having a martini. Going, no, oh, no, we're getting Lawrence. I got to keep Johnson there, so he shits the bed more. Yeah, because I, they're I only mean... one, Platt, They're only one game out of the Lawrence. You know, I'm losing him. Yeah, no, you're you know right. What I mean. I... And Jacksonville is like the best one-win team I've seen in a long time. Like they, they, they could have five or six wins. So I hear you. And I, I guess, you know, if you're a Jet fan, you're, this is just typical Jets. And I think you see the difference. This is a perfect example, though, Bags. We're talking about the differences in the organizations and the franchises. The Giants right now have a good head coach. They are trending in the right direction. They're going to be competing, regardless of record, for a division title this year. And the Jets are simply trying to win one game, and and here we are again. It's it's like, it's like every year. It's just like the same situation when it comes to that franchise. And I feel bad for their fans because they deserve better. I mean, they're super passionate. The one thing the Jets are lucky about is that there are no fans allowed in the stadium right now because they would be getting booed off the field, and it would be bags on everyone's heads there. Yeah, there'd be some drunken fights too. Yeah, it's a messy situation, well, and it, 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 and it brings me to, to to my final point on the on, on the Jets and Giants. For 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 many years, me and you growing up, we never actually had like a like a top draft pick, right? You know what I mean? Yep. Every year now, Platt, for the five or six years or seven years, even I'm actually into the draft because we have a top five or a top ten pick. Growing up, that was never like that. We were in the 20s every year. So, like, you didn't really, you didn't really, you know, care about the draft. You care about the draft when your team blows, okay? I've been caring about the draft every year for a long time now. <laughs> it's, honestly, so is, it's... So is the Jeff fans, dude. Flat, the draft is not really good unless you're, like, picking top five. Then you're like, oh, we got to do that. Stud. It doesn't. It doesn't happen anymore. The draft is exciting every year because the Giants and Jets suck so bad. Well, yeah, and and I'll, I'll give you the analogy to the NBA as a Knicks fan. It's the same situation. Like I've been in, way into the draft for way too long, and you're I, exactly I can, right. <laughs> it, you really can't be that into the draft if your team's good. Like you talk to Patriot fans, they're like, "Oh, Bill will probably trade down." We don't even watch the draft. I mean, now it's a different story. Uh, honestly, I, I bet they don't. I bet they don't even watch it. No. I mean, now it's a different story with that organization, but for years, they didn't even have to watch it, deal with it, think about it. And yeah. you're right. Being a, a, yeah, being a Jet or Giant fan the past 10 years, that's what you've had to look forward to. So the Giants are trending in the right directions. Your mic, did your microphone fall? Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> I was like, what just happened? Yeah, sorry, computer <laughs> fell. Okay. Still here, though. Hey, flat, flat, let me, let me update you. RG3 just ran for 40 yards. What's the score I of this game? Knee, I thought that guy's knee was completely shot. It's on NBC, and I can't believe the former Redskins, RG3, that looked like his knee was just blown, blown up in a, in a war. This guy's looking good, and he's probably running, you know, the same type of plays Lamar Jackson runs. And, you know, look out. What, what's the score of that game right now? It's so it's um, 12 7. Uh, Pittsburgh missed an extra point before. Uh, 12 7 on a Wednesday afternoon, early evening with some NFL. Can you believe it? Probably never watched football on a It's probably the first time in the history of the league a game is on right now, I would have to think. Hey, do you want to dip into some college? Because I was, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I saw your text about Ohio State. Yes. Um, so where are we with college football right now? What the hell is going on? Yeah. So I'm going to say Alabama, Notre Dame, and Clemson, Ohio State are still the top four. They moved the Buckeyes to the fourth slot because they uh, didn't perform well against Indiana. They let up 35 points. Clemson lost to, obviously, Notre Dame in overtime without the best player in the country. Um, now they're saying Ohio State might not qualify with enough games. And, you know, I know the whole country loves the Big Ten, and I call, I call them the Little Ten, but it, 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 would be, it, would, it would be right if they put Ohio State playing like, you know, three to four games less than the other pl- uh, teams to get in. And I'll, I'll stick up for the mid-major here. If, 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 you, if you, and they're actually in state, Cincinnati with Ohio, if you gave a team that was undefeated the fourth spot over an Ohio State team that's like 5-0, and oh, you know, I, that just wouldn't seem right to me, even though they're trying to put the, the four best teams in there. That, that to me, and I know I'm Clemson biased, would be, would be a little disrespect to the actual sport because, you know, you gotta, you got to play at least 10 games or 11 games. And, and you have two undefeated teams that are mid-majors, BYU, um, RG3 just pulled up with a hamstring class. <laughs> I'm not shocked. I'm not uh, laughing at the situation. I don't even know who the backup is. But just, I mean, don't you agree, Platt? Can you play a full schedule before you qualify for one of the one of the biggest trophies in our in our in our nation? Yes, but it's not their fault. At the same time, it's like they can only play the games they can play. And you know, Kirk Herbstreit made the comment and then apologized later, saying that he could see Michigan not playing the game against Ohio State, so that Ohio State can't win or doesn't have enough games to qualify and although oh, he, he, he apologized it. he apologized because he's an Ohio State guy uh, I don't yeah. believe the apology not that it matters because I, I'm sure we'd kind of say the same thing if it was you know if it was Clemson's rival if it was someone for Arizona State I would make the sarcastic comment too so I'm sure he meant it but it, it's just such a bizarre year with everything that's going on right now like you feel bad for the kids is Ohio State really not going to qualify? Are we not going to get to see Justin Fields in the playoffs and see what they can do? I know that it's the little 10. I understand the competition in the conference, but I think we both agree that they're a top four team um, yeah. in college football. I do agree with Platt. I do agree with that. And um, I'll, I'll address the Herb Street thing right away. Number one, he hates Michigan more than life itself because it's the greatest rivalry in, in sports and it's the best event I've ever been to. Number two, he has two sons that are twins that are play receiver for Clemson. Okay? So just put those two together. Herb Street should probably not open his mouth about a Michigan-Ohio State um, debacle. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm, glad he, I'm glad he apologized because me and you still hate Pascal Valley, and that's 40 years ago. You know what I mean? He, I and he he was a captain on the Buckeye team as a quarterback. He can't stand Michigan, and he's got two sons in the, that, that can go to the playoffs. So um, I'm glad he apologized, actually, because, um, you know, you know where his heart is. 
I just hope we make it. I just hope we make it to a college football playoff with everything that's going on right now, and the NFL is dealing well, because, with some similar issues. We have issues. teams from the South that that you alluded to early in this call that they're down in Florida working out in gyms and hanging out outside. That's the South. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's... Jersey, we can't do that anymore. Our restaurants are down in percentage, and if you're Alabama or in Clemson, and even the Midwest, Ohio State, football is number one priority. Yeah, so I'm just hoping they can get to the playoffs and they can get to that scenario and then we let the chips fall where they may. And if Ohio State doesn't get in because they don't play enough games, I'm okay with that. I think that all these kids have had to deal with such an irregular last two years of their of their sports careers. You make the best of it. But you know, a lot of these guys aren't going on to play pro ball and this this is this is their last year or two and you feel awful mm-hmm. for these kids in that regard. But when it comes to where the playoffs are going to net out right now, I mean, I, I think we're going to – I'd be shocked. You know, there are three teams that are there. I know everyone's saying that Notre Dame is a solid two, Bama's the solid one right now, and Clemson's the solid three. But I don't understand how Clemson all of a sudden is the solid three when, you know, if Trevor Lawrence played against Notre Dame, they'd probably win that game, and they're still number one. So I still think we're going to be looking at Clemson against Bama in the national title game. I don't think – that Notre Dame is good, don't get me wrong, but like with Trevor Lawrence playing and Notre Dame having to play against Bama, that's going to be tough for them. But I, this is the one year, I think, if Ohio State doesn't get there because they don't play enough games, you want to be the one seed this year because maybe you're going to get BYU. <laughs> you know, think about right. it. You're going to probably have Clemson, Notre Dame, and then Alabama is probably going to be playing who the hell knows. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen next. Plot, I was playing two on two with uh, with the three kids today, and I, I, in their faces before we started playing, Daddy, our basketball season's canceled. So when you said that before, like you know, a, a senior in college or whatever, it trickles down all the way to my three kids, and I don't know what New York uh, is doing for you, Plot. But Murphy came out and said all indoor sports are shut down. Can you imagine? You know, being be, – be, I, I, exactly. Can you imagine me and you sleeping over your house in 1987 and saying our indoor soccer game or our basketball game was shut down for the year? Okay, I, I, just, I just gave myself chills because <laughs> you can't get those years back, Platt. And most of, most of the kids my, – my, my kids are pretty good athletes. They'll probably play in high school. But a lot of kids never play in high school because they just don't. And, and, and it's based on talent and, and, and there's cuts. So this is like, not only is the pros of, of getting affected by this whole COVID thing, you trickle it down all the way to these poor kids and your daughter, who's I think 10, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're just going to, you're, you're going to lose some of those Saturday mornings, Platt, or just, you know, how we spent our life, whether it was soccer hoops at Dorchester we're playing Minolta against Clifton on a Sunday morning and indoor soccer games against Hoboken, <laughs> Vito. And you know what I mean? It, 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 it's really, it's really just a, a disheartening situation when your kids say, Daddy, my, 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 my league got shut down for the year because of the governor shut down all indoor sports. It's, like, it's heart-wrenching. Yeah, you should go spend your winter down in Florida, man, because it, it's literally, it's, it's like a different country it all down goes there. back to Florida. That's <laughs> <laughs> me, and my, me and my dolphins, my friend. <laughs> Riding them By the way, I was, I, was thinking of, I, I was thinking of you because they were playing a lot of dolphins on, on the red zone while you, while you were getting shut down. And I didn't really see what happened, Platt, but do you want to chime in a little bit about the quarterback situation? Because it doesn't seem to be um, to a team like it was. First of all, he went like three and zero his first three games. But what is going on down there? Can you give a little Florida perspective? So, Tua, it, this is this was always the concern with him that he had a lot of lingering injuries, and he's not a big quarterback. And although there were quarterbacks that he was compared to, i.e., Steve Young, who is tough as nails, Tua tends to get hit by the injury bug. So. When he got benched in that Denver game, they were saying he had a foot problem. They were planning on starting him against the Jets, but the the foot issue is lingering around now. So there's been rumors, is it really a foot issue or do they not have the confidence in him? I think it really is a foot issue because watching Fitzpatrick against the Jets, I mean, 
he's Fitzpatrick. You know what you're getting out of him. He's erratic. He's a good leader. He'll probably win you a game or two, but he's not he's not Tua when Tua's healthy. So I think he throws the ball all over the field though. He tries to extend plays. Like if you're gonna be like that and and you know, as I look at their record right now, they're seven and four. So they can't mess around with a with a little quarterback competition, but um, if you're going, if you're going Fitzpatrick, you're you're, you're telling your your future and star quarterback that you know we're we're not we're not believing in you. Am I right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Which is why Flores came out after the they're Denver loss. Four. It's not like they're bad. No, Flores came out after the Denver loss. Said that he needed to take two out because he wasn't performing and that he would be starting the next week. And then it came up about his injuries again, about this foot injury he's got. So I think two is still the guy in Miami. It's just a question of like if and when he's going to be healthy because they're still only a game behind Buffalo. And, you know, the Bills are playing good football, and Allen's exactly. a good quarterback. Eight and three. Right. Yeah, they're 8-3. and three. They're probably going to win the AFC East. But the Dolphins are trending in the right direction. they got to get the quarterback situation squared away. If Tua can be healthy, I think he's their guy. But – that's been a problem for Tua since his days at Bama, right? Like, even hip injury aside, he always seemed to have dings, and he's not a big dude. And if he's getting hit and he's getting sacked, he's going to have injuries. Yeah, so. and you know what, Platt? That kind of reminds me of the um, uh, the RG3 that I brought up uh, mm-hmm. a few minutes ago. RG3 just couldn't you – know, like, he's not a big man. So, like, when he was getting hit and, you know, obviously he had a knee issue, but he's just not a big dude. So, like, if you want to play at, at, at that level and be a running quarterback, there's really not a lot of guys in the history of the league that, that can sustain their, like, being healthy if you're going to run like that. Like, maybe Randall Cunningham, he was a big dude, but Michael Vick had, had some good years. But if you're going to be, like, a runner, you, you, you can't play like, you know, Roethlisberger all, for 20 years. It's just not going to happen. No, and that's why Mahomes is such a unique individual. Oh, because... And you know what? He is awesome. And he's so fun to watch. First of all, he's a really good athlete. And, and, and he's not a small guy either. Right. Like those other guys I mentioned were pretty small. Yeah. So, I, you know, RG3, I think Shanahan destroyed his career. He had that knee injury in Washington. He, <laughs> yeah. kept, him in, he kept him in the game. And I think that just like – that paralyzed him and he, his knee blew out and he just wasn't the same after that. And then in typical Washington fan, you know, issues, they had ownership clashing with coaches as to who was going to play. So RJ three, you know, he, it, it wasn't all on him, but I hear what you're saying. And I, that's why my concern with Lamar Jackson and all those type of quarterbacks that are, are run first, I guess, to an extent, Lamar Jackson's not going right. to make it another three years playing QB the way he plays QB. Yeah, he plays reckless. He's, he's, he's fun to watch. I think he's dangerous, and, and, and he's good. But anyway, Plax, um, we got to do some picks now. And um, I'll start us off since there's really nothing to talk about MLB or the NBA is a complete joke. I, I, I mean, the Lakers are probably getting, you know, the best free agent they could ask for. Uh, that's not Westbrook and Harden. So I'm going to go. First game is Dolphins Bengals. I'm taking the Bengals this week. Uh, nobody likes the Bengals. I don't know Burrow's situation. I'm then taking nine and a half in Minnesota on the Jaguars. I'm betting some really bad teams this week, by the way. I like it, including your including your Redskins. I'm going Bengals plus eleven and a half against Miami in Cincinnati. Jaguars plus nine and a half in Minnesota. And I'm taking Washington in Pittsburgh minus 10. I'm going with three high lines. All right. I like it. I'm going with Washington because their defense is too good to be 10-point underdogs against Pittsburgh. I'm going to go with – I'm going to – believe it or not, I'm going to take the pack. Eight-point favorites against the Eagles. I think the Eagles are just in a bad spot right now. And then my third game, I'm going to go with the Chargers getting one against the Patriots playing at home. I like it. Chargers. Chargers. I was going to call them San Diego, but... They're actually hanging on. They're actually hanging on. You know who's actually getting no love? The Colts at 7-4 and and Cleveland at 8-3 plat. 
I haven't seen the, let me, let me tell you something. We grew up with what? Um, Brian Seif. Ernest Biner. Um, Brian Seif. Um, Bernie Kosar. What was the Redskins running back that fumbled the ball? Kosar. And um, he played for the Redskins, too. Ernest Biner. Ernest Biner. Ernest Biner. I haven't seen the Browns in the playoff plat since probably back when we were little. So that would be that. That would be actually a great story for this year. It would be, and I think that you know, obviously, the dog pound might be back. It would be nice. I'd love to see Cleveland make the playoffs. They they seem to have turned things around, and I'm still not sold on Baker Mayfield from a consistency perspective. But they're winning games, and as I said the other week, Beckham Jr. hurt, not playing, and the team's doing well. So, um, yeah. Never never it's fails. They're running the ball. They're running the ball. So you got a lot of good teams in, in the NFL right now, That especially in the AFC. I think the conference just seems to be very loaded compared to the NFC, which is a complete opposite of when we grew up and the NFC was the beast. But right now it seems like there we've talked about it. There's not one team in the NFC. You're like, wow, that's a great football team. Would you be in agreement with this, getting to a second uh, junior? Beckham Jr. was drafted, and he was really good. Eli actually, he had his best year with Eli. But when 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 Eli got rid of, or when the Giants got rid of Shockey, that was like their old organization way. Like this guy's a jerk. He's bad mouthing uh, the quarterback. He's not good in the locker room. He doesn't go to OTAs. He lives in. He wants to party in Miami. They got rid of him, Platt, and we won Super Bowl. Do you think that this regime should have even drafted Beckham? And how fast did he get out that door? It's it's one of those things where the giant way was lost for a second, and then they might have got it back by getting rid of of, of a cancer on the team. I yeah, Beckham is a cancer, unfortunately, in the locker room, and he took a he took a he took he took a pit next to a goalpost while there was kids watching. Yeah, he, like a, he was like a dog. never a, a giant football player. Like, you can probably name 25 great giants right now over the past 20 right. to 25 years, and Beckham doesn't fit in in terms of the brashness, the cockiness, the arrogance. Like, he's not a team-first guy. He's a me-first guy, and that's what never what the Giants were about, ever. No, and, it, was and, a Monty, it was a Monty Toomer on that position. He was a yeah. class you had guys very much, you know what, I'll give you the analogy, very much like the Patriots. Guys who knew their role, knew their part, knew what they had to do, knew their job. And you see that in, it doesn't matter what the sport is, Chicago Bulls in the 90s, and I know they had Jordan, but like you had guys who knew what their role was. The Giants had guys who always knew what their role was. They never lashed out. They were never all over the media outside of LT maybe. And and God knows he had enough talent to, to do what he yeah, needed to do. Yeah, besides Taylor, no one was a jerk. They no. got rid of him. <laughs> no, so the, the getting rid of Beckham was a was a great thing that that franchise did, and I mean, who knows what's going to happen with Cleveland? But he, they're running the ball first now, and, and they have Chubb and Korea, uh, the kid from Kansas City a few years ago. They, yeah, I, I I almost I almost like the success they're having without Beckham because of of, of what a jerk he was. Yeah, and it gets to the point. You know how many? You know how many? Jerseys there are Beckham in New York still. It's like disgusting. Yeah, some of the, I mean, look. I know we got to wrap it up, but look at look at Tampa Bay. They go out, they get Antonio Brown, and they've been a disaster since he's been on that team. And I'm not saying it's his fault by any means, but like, here's another guy who wants the ball thrown to him. They got a lot of big personalities on that team right now. It doesn't always work, and sometimes the guy with the most talent isn't the right fit for your team. I agree, and you know what? They kind of all know that Brady and Arians and Gronk—they're all on their way out of their careers. Platt, this is right. like a this is like a quick. Let's see if we can win one more and get the fuck out, because they're not—they're not, they're not gonna—they're not really playing for the, the Tampa Bay Bucks organization. They're playing for like a year or two, and then they're jumping out—you know—they're jumping off the diving board. So it's yeah, like it it's like if you're building if you're building something like for the future, then yeah, you know, Cleveland's doing a good job and, and Buffalo's doing a good job and there's teams that are doing a good job of like 
getting your you know teams aligned and and and, and their business model. This Tampa Bay thing is all right. If we don't win this, you know, I'm retiring. Yeah, they have a they have a two year window max, and they're done. And I agree, they're yeah, going to be a shit show. I don't know how old Arians is, but he's not young. No, he, he th- this is a recipe for disaster. It reminds me of like when the Nets went out and got Paul Pierce, and they did that whole trade with the <laughs> Celtics. You're like, this has a this has a year and a half shelf life, and it's going to be a disaster. And Tampa's going to be in horrific shape. Two years from now, we're still doing this show. We're going to talk about the fact that Tampa is in a disastrous position at that point. Did you mention the NBA? Can you give me one little uh, take on the Knicks? I mean, it's same if, old if thing. There, if, there's, if there's anything relevant. I like I like the kid they drafted out of Dayton. I think that they have some good do young do? talent. Do. I, I think he's NBA ready. They have some good young talent. Thibodeau is going to have Yorker. a hard time. Yes, a New Yorker, a New York kid. Super athletic. And I think guys like that usually flourish in the league. You know, he'll develop. He'll... He'll get a jump shot. He'll be. He won't just be a dunker like Kenny Skywalker, hopefully. But that said, <laughs> they, they have they they have some good young talent on this team. They're going nowhere this year. They're gonna we're gonna be talking about the lottery again next year, most likely, barring them pulling off some crazy trade. This and the know, NFL the, draft. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The NFL draft. So uh, they're young. They're gonna be fun, but they're gonna be terrible again. And. It is what it is. This is the situation. As a Knicks fan, that's where we are. I'll say one more. I'll say one one more thing about the Knicks. I just want to put on a game where they actually have a shot to win the game. Because the last the last few years, like right when you put it on, you almost know the outcome. So if you want to yeah. be, you know, and, and the problem is, is they sell out every night. With with no relevance, they sell out every seat, and it's probably close to the most expensive seat uh, for an NBA game in the country. And it doesn't matter. They don't have to win to fill seats. Uh, it's, uh, that's spot on. I think for me, Thibodeau being a, a, a seasoned veteran coach who likes to have veterans playing for him, doesn't give young kids a ton of playing time, I, I'm concerned as to how this is all going to play out because he he's never been a guy who just throws the rookies in. He believes they have to learn the playbook. He believes they have to watch tape. He believes they have to be defense-first oriented. So I'm not saying that these kids, the youth that they have there, aren't going to be that, but are you going to see Knox and Barrett and and Obi-Wan Kenobi flourishing right away? I don't know. Uh, you know, They have a weird mixed roster right now. Half the guys are from Kentucky. Some of the guys flamed out in other places. It's going to be interesting to watch. But we'll get into that more next week because we're like two weeks out from the NBA, believe it or not. I can't believe. Glad I saw Sunday, Christmas Day, uh, triple header, I think. Uh, Zion against LeBron at noon. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be in old Woody Lake. Some good games coming up. All right, good show, Bags. All right, big guy. Have a great day. All right, you too.